Hey everyone, this is Alan Schimmel from DevOps.com here for another DevOps chat. We're lucky to be joined on this DevOps chat by a friend of mine and a person who's actually appeared before on our DevOps chat all the way from New Zealand, Rob England, the IT skeptic. Rob, welcome to DevOps chat. Hey Alan and hi everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. So you know, Rob, I, I, I actually I didn't ask, but are you back home in New Zealand right now? I am, so um, I'm about to have my breakfast. <laughs> okay. Tomorrow. And it, tomorrow. So. Yeah, it's my tomorrow. You're already living my tomorrow. That's interesting. Yeah. So, Rob, of course, I think you're well known within the DevOps community and, and the IT community at large. But for anyone who's listening may not be familiar, why don't you give us a quick little background? Okay, thank you. Yes, so I come from a service management background, so I have a bit of a presence internationally with a small blog that um, uh, got a service management following. So that's how I sort of became internationally networked. And and I've uh, originally I was a bit of a skeptic of the whole DevOps thing, but I was gradually turned by by Gene Kim and by John Willis and by Jez Humble and others into um, a bit of an enthusiast. And now my whole life is DevOps, really. I consult here in Wellington, New Zealand to the DevOps community and uh, I'm working with a couple of the largest government departments here in New Zealand now, helping them on their DevOps journey. That's just great. And and uh, Rob, you're traveling from New Zealand to London, June 5th and 6th for this year's DevOps uh, Enterprise Summit, does London. It's at the QE2 Conference Center. And you'll be speaking there as well. I am. I'm really really pleased and honored to be uh, selected to speak. I think that's fantastic. I, I think it is too. Um, so Rob, you know, I've asked, we've, we've, we've been lucky enough to interview a few other speakers uh, from does uh, not only from London, but in past does events in San Francisco, but can you give our audience a little bit of a flavor for what it's like, or what's the process like, or what motivates one, to to go speak at a does event. <laughs> well, in this case, what motivated me was Gene Kim. So um, I was talking to him about some of the people stuff that I'm quite passionate about, and he said, "Hey, you should um, write that up and submit it." So I did, and uh, from there it was pretty straightforward. I I um, put all the details in and um, and had my proposal accepted. So. Um, that's that's very exciting, as I say. I, I, I'm very passionate about the people side of things and the cultural change. And the, the focus for this presentation is around taking care of our people through that that, tra that trans transformation. Excellent. And and so you know, Rob, when you mention people like that, I'm I'm reminded or brought back to a, I think it was Adrian Cockroft's presentation in San Francisco this past. I don't remember if it was October or November, but um, you you may remember. And and Adrian Adrian's presentation was very much that hey, people are your most valuable asset, and yeah. um, you got to treat them right. And you know when you think about the money you spend on tools and all of these other things, it pales in comparison to the importance of spending money on people. Yeah, absolutely. 
I, in the past, even before my DevOps life, I used to write about how if you look at any project, when we had projects, um, and how the money was allocated within that project, if it wasn't sort of one-third people, one-third process, one-third tools, then you had a very strong indicator it wasn't going to be a successful project. Mm-hmm. Repeat that again, though, because you know how you New Zealanders are. You talk so fast. Um, uh, it was one-third, one-third, one-third? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one-third people, one-third practices, one-third tools. If it's not something like that, it's very typical to see uh, project proposals that are going to spend 50% of their money on installing the tools and 50% of their money on redesigning their processes. Oh, and by the way, there's a day's training, you know, and it's like Mm -hmm. there's nothing else recognisably about workshopping with people or collaborating with people or, 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 you know, um, coaching people or all the other people aspects. It's very common to see projects that are not planning to spend any money on all that. And I think I, that's I a, a, a formula for failure, right? Yeah, no, it is. I mean, we, we tend to take the people part of it for per, for, for granted. And, um, and it's just, as you said, they don't, you don't spend the money on it. We'll spend a ton of money on, on tools and infrastructure, right? And I have, I have to say, I think that's one of the two primary reasons why service management initiatives were so often unsuccessful was that ISIL didn't coach us enough to focus on the culture and the transformation. And we spent, you know, too much time on process. So, uh, you know, DevOps for me, the power of DevOps, a big part of its power is its focus on people and culture. I, I have to agree with you. I have to, you know, Rob, I'm reminded of back in my security days, the co-founder of Still Secure, I, I went to visit a, a rather large bank out in New York, and uh, it was about vulnerability management. And we were talking about the vulnerability management program they had in place. And I, I mentioned to him that the way they were doing things, it was forcing his security team not only just to scan at night, which is, you know, normal, but to actually only do remediations on weekends. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, that means that your security team is working every weekend in addition to working during the week because you don't have enough people to, you know, stagger that. And he said, I don't care. I pay them by the week. I don't pay them by the hour. I don't care <laughs> if they work seven days a week. And, and that's that, a good boss. <laughs> yeah, no, that's someone you'd want to work for, right? But this, unfortunately, you know, we talk about culture and the whole kumbaya thing that many people kind of try to say with DevOps, but it's real. You got to treat your people as your greatest asset. And that was Adrian's mm. message, right? And it does San Francisco. They're that's not, a powerful Yeah. And they, if you treat them like crap, Crap is what you're going to get, I'm afraid. Absolutely. And my particular focus for this presentation is about um, the the effect of the transition on people in your organization. And in particular, um, you know, there's this get on the bus thing, but we don't want to actually throw people under the bus. So it's giving people the opportunity and the time to to grow and to make the transition. Um, there's very often a, a revolution, not evolution, thinking in management's mind. You know, oh, we're just going to change everything, and 
And again, we're very neglectful of the fact, the old bell curve, we're very neglectful of the fact that just because a few people are coming along doesn't mean we, you know, we still have to allocate more time for the, the great masses to, to get their head around this thing and absorb these, these, some of these really quite challenging and radical concepts that underpin Agile and DevOps. It does people's heads in, as, as we say down here. Yeah. So, so Rob, let, let's talk about that a little bit if we, if we can. Um, what, you know, you, you've now consulted, as you said, with a, a bunch of uh, uh, government departments and, and companies, both in New Zealand and in other parts of the world. What, from a people point of view, what is the hardest thing that these these guys or these people have to have to kind of wrap their heads around and and you know to make it successful? Oh, I'm sure the biggest challenge is is getting away. Well, actually, one of the biggest challenges is getting away from that siloed thinking, and so. The other power of DevOps, along with its focus on people, is its focus on systems and systems theory and systems thinking. And so um, I think uh, they struggle to get out of their silo and start thinking holistically and seeing the whole flow of value and understanding their role in that. That is a big challenge to just about everybody. I agree. Then, then there's also, yeah, and then there's also peculiar challenges to each organization as well, right? So. Um, I'm thinking of one where a particularly uh, psychopathic CIO had had moved on and it was trying to teach people that it's okay now, you can come out from under your rocks, you know, it's gone. Out from under your rocks. Yeah, that's, that's a, they all sort of crawled away into shelter, you know, and, and so that's a, a peculiar problem in one situation. So there's, you know, everyone, every place has its own challenges, but a universal one is that siloed thinking. And, and another universal one is just the um, letting go of the, do you remember the bastard operator from hell, B-O-F-H, or, mm-hmm. or Dilbert Wally, you know, these characters that, it, it's considered funny in IT that people have dysfunctional behaviours and are misanthropic. And, you know, part of the DevOps message is, is just we don't tolerate that anymore. You know, that we, that we that negativity is not is not allowed. It's just we just don't tolerate it. And getting rid of some of that old cynical, bitter and twisted IT thinking is also a, a common challenge. I, I agree. I agree. And you know what? I, I think part of it is not only the 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 negativity from whether it be a supervisor or a peer, I think the other biggest thing that I personally see, and when I talk to to organizations with DevOps, you know, around DevOps and stuff, and not just Dev and Ops, when I talk with QA and security and management and and so forth, is is the finger pointing, is is the it's almost it's almost like American politics. I'm sorry to say, in that. Mm. Yeah, I know this is screwed up, but blame the other guy. Or if you think this is screwed up, you should see how screwed up the other guy is. Um, Absolutely. You know, it's not my fault. I inherited a mess and, and all of this kind of thing where, you know, one of the refreshing things about DevOps is, you know, I, it started with the blameless postmortem, but it's more than just a blameless postmortem. It's about 
you know, stop pointing the finger and, and let's, let's work on solving this together instead of just saying, Hey, it's this mate's fault. It's his problem. I've got your back. Yep. I mean, and that, back, you know, and that may sound hokey and Kumbayari and all that, but really I think that's when you start building a team. There's a really good cartoon. It might be a Paul Wilkinson one where the, the ops guys are up one end of the boat looking down at the dev guys at the other end of the boat trying to deal with a fountain of water and saying, not my problem, not my end of the boat. You know? Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. And we're all on the same boat, though. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, you know, this is, this is a real thing. Rob, other than does, have you been talking about this kind of subject at other events and so forth? Oh, for sure. So actually, it's been an interest of mine since before I was consulting. I, I used to work in in for my sins for a vendor, and I used to do work on professional development there and trying not to let the technical people fall under the bus when and trying to get them to skill up to be consultants rather than just product jockeys. So um, I've, I've, I've worked and talked in this field for a long time, just as a personal passion. I hate to see people, I hate to see good people lost, you know, just because the organization failed to make sure they were coming along to take care of them. Sure. Sure. Um, that's a long-term passion, but this particular topic, no, I'm hatching it specially for does to, great. to put together a presentation specifically about the DevOps implications of, it's called surviving DevOps. So getting, making sure everybody, it's not just that you individually survive, but, but that, you know, no person left behind, you know, as well. I, I agree with you. Um, so Rob, geez, I've met you. Wasn't this year's San Francisco does, it was last year's. So it wasn't 2016, it was 2015 does San Francisco. And we've, of course, seen each other several times since. But do, certainly- do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm one of the few people in the world who's been to every single does in both the U.S. and the U.K. So I, I think I'm one of them, too, actually. But, yeah, um, you would be. Yeah, which is interesting when you think about it that way. But um, let's, I mean, let you know, many in our audience may not have been lucky enough to even get to one, let alone five or six of these things. Can you give our audience a flavor of why? Why do you keep coming back? Why were you? Did you feel compelled to want to speak at this one? What 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 makes this uh, a great event in your mind? Well, I think it's the font of knowledge for DevOps. It's the it's the especially DevOps enterprise. So my you know, my interest is DevOps for horses, not DevOps for unicorns, and and very much the focus of, of of the enterprise conference is around DevOps in the real world, DevOps in the in the enterprise world. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that um, you know, Jim does a fantastic job of focusing and coaching presenters to make sure that their presentations are really short and pithy and full of value. And, and they also make sure that the presenters are practitioners. So there's not a lot of, of, of talking heads, except for some really high value experts like, you know, John Willis and Jez Humble and 
Adrian Cockroft to people who, who are up there purely because of their their, their intellectual strengths. But um, you know, most of the speakers are there because they're, they're reporting back from the coalface about their own experiences and learnings. And so that, to me, is, is gold. Yes. Um, any, well, I, I guess that kind of says it all, Rob. If anyone had any doubts about whether they'd want to go to this <laughs> or not, that, that uh, clears that up. Um, Rob, anything else happening, exciting around DevOps you think people should be on the lookout for? Oh, uh, well, I'm not sure about the rest. My, the, the value for me is that I live on the last rock on the planet. So I actually get quite a different lens on DevOps than, you know, than perhaps those like yourself immersed in the big, um, big economies and big, you know, big societies. And, and certainly it's, it's going gangbusters here. There's a huge wave of interest in the mainstream, in, in government, in the airline, you know, the banks. And, and, and uh, you know, I'm gathering that that's not necessarily the case everywhere in the world. So, um, you know, no, I, I do I think, think that, it is. I, I really think it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. But they're not just dabbling anymore, right? They're actually transforming. They're, they're restructuring the way they go. And to me, that's the excitement at the moment is that this thing is is mainstream. You know, it's jump, it's bridged the chasm. The, you remember the Sowers book about crossing the chasm? You know, yeah, the sure. DevOps has, has gone from the early adopters to mainstream now. It is definitely- Oh, it's certainly mainstream, the, the majority. but I- So yeah. I think it's in the early majority though, not the later majority. That's true. That's true. It's still not everyone. It's still not thump. Yeah, but it's certainly jumped. It's certainly bridged the chasm, and it's on its way up that curve. Oh, no doubt about that. No doubt about it. And you know, hey, we live it every day here at DevOps.com. As you know, we continue to kind of chronicle yeah. all this. Anyway, Rob, yeah. we're about out of time. I want to thank you for uh, joining us all the way from New Zealand. Look forward to seeing you in London and your presentation. And uh, thanks for doing everything you do, Rob. I mean, you know, you're you're a you're a healthy IT skeptic, and IT skepticism <laughs> is healthy, right? It sure is, and I love doing it. Thanks, Alan. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. All right, Rob. You be well. We'll see you in uh, just a couple. Well, it's about two months now, probably. See you there. All right, Rob England, IT skeptic, speaker at Does London on June fifth and sixth at the QE Conference Center. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps Chat. We'll see you soon on the next DevOps Chat.